We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, four months, and 22 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? Fine. Busy. But, yeah, no, it's all cool. You seem to be busy as well. There's so much going on. There is, you... yeah. Trying not but... to overwork myself, trying not to overstress myself, but it's a matter of um, how to, again, with these notifications. That's twice this week. I forgot to turn those off. Um, that is uh, a matter of... Uh, process management, I guess, you know, yeah, self-management. Yeah, there's a, a thin line between genius and insanity, don't they? Yeah, I usually cross over to the insanity <laughs> side most of the time because it I helps. can't handle it. It does because <laughs> the genius side just requires too much thinking. So I just rather let my mind go yeah. insane. Um, how are you today? Are you... Um, I, actually, I thought I would ask because you were one of the few. You had COVID for all of six hours. Uh, and I know you've been... Just a few hours, yeah. Kicked it. Was it. just a yeah. few hours, yeah. Very painful, though. <laughs> yes, it was very painful. I, I remember how painful it was uh, for myself, actually. But, uh, and I had it for a few minutes, a few days longer than, than yours. Uh, I know you've been on the COVID kick for the last few weeks, so I thought that I would start you off with this one. Do you have COVID tongue, Ned? No. No? I'm that old that my taste buds are probably worn out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're worn out anyway? Well, there's a new thing that's out now. Uh, it's called uh, COVID tongue, and it may last for over a year after you've that. had COVID. Yeah, yeah. And Marty talked about this uh, when he was on this la this last week. They're ramping the COVID stuff back up in the U.S. And they're, you're starting to see the headlines and the mainstream media starting to come back out. And oh, it's the ask COVID thing, the long COVID and everything well, that, else, isn't it? Yeah, that and you've got elections coming up, so they need to put measures back in uh, with, with the next election cycle. So oh, right. with the primaries, yeah, with the primaries. And then you're going to have the... Um, uh, what's it called? The general election. Just, so you got I just have had something. a thought, you know. Uh-huh. Wouldn't the ultimate conspiracy be if they sort of if if poor Uncle Biden dropped dead and they blamed it on COVID? Could. Well we were actually surmising that it's it was possible at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, they ready, do need he, to get he, another they need another candidate. <laughs> they do. They need another candidate because he's going candidate. back in the basement. Yeah, what is what is the um, uh, <laughs> what 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 would they put down for? What what do you need to be qualified for to be the president of the United States now? <laughs> uh, an ice cream cone with two scoops and some sprinkles. I think that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Dear God, uh, I shouldn't actually have a dig at the US because they're all as bad as each other. It's just, it's just madness, isn't it? No, no, you really should because I have enough dig at them at, uh, you know, at a week's time because uh, we're not actually producing what needs to be produced over there. We're not actually producing leadership qualities, and it needs to be produced, and we're not producing that. We're producing managerial qualities of painting by numbers and idiots. That's what we're we producing. Need leadership. We do. Leadership quality, somebody can lead, somebody can push, somebody can drag, somebody could just order. But to actually lead properly is a very hard thing because you've got to have that trust and that's been blown out the window. Mm -hmm. Certainly. It has. No, no, goodness, no. I mean, certainly when I look at this current administration, I don't see leadership. Do you? <laughs> I mean, I see I see leadership when he's walking up to the uh, the order window to place his order for whatever flavor he wants. But that's about it. Did I show you the video? He got lost in an airport tarmac last week. Oh, no, don't, don't bother. 
It was unbelievable. unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, he'll he'll just wander off. He will have yeah. wonderful moments. He is out with the cuckoos. And they just push him around and whatever. And, yeah, actually. Anyway, that's I, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah, just yeah that's me. enough of that. <laughs> he annoys you. He annoys me. That's supposed to be the he's representative on, on the of my nation. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, there's, there's another man that does a lot of hypocrisy, isn't there? Well, oh, there's quite um, a few. What do you got? He, he split up with his wife recently. Oh, goodness. That would be, I just so happen to have a recent photo of him. Uh, that would be Mr. Trudeau. Yeah, they yeah. announced their, their separation on, uh, was it Instagram? I think it's where they announced it. Oh, now, something like this, that. Some, this some right social here. platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This right here. I mean, that speaks, that just, that reeks of leadership. Well, what, the, way, well, the way he sits. Yes, I tell you, what, I'd, I'd be, I'll be surprised if. I mean, I shouldn't say it, but if his kids are his own, you know what I mean. That's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> you know, what, we're not even entirely certain that his father is his father. I mean, if you were put, if you're to put a photo, did you actually of him see what to... he wrote? Did he actually see what he wrote? He actually, I did said, not. What did he, he say? Basically, well, they said the the, the um they they the one line that really peed me off after they said after many meaningful and difficult discussions. They request privacy. Why do they always say that? They always follow the same line. Yeah, but hang on. This is a man. Yes, we should give him privacy. We should actually step up above the horrible little individual he is. Because if you think about it, all those mandates yeah, that he said were good for the people, um, they just caused harm. He demonized the truckers, the emergency measures, and everything else. I mean, they discarded anybody's privacy in fact they removed some monies from people they really he really messed up people's lives and he sits there and goes we should have some privacy uh -huh. he's horrible he i mean it, he, yeah. he's, and actually and actually the the privacy he should have which a lot of people might agree i think is um solitary for life that's good privacy how's that and anyway with a haircut like that he deserves to be put away he did get his haircut once, but it grew back into that that bouffant. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that. <laughs> he did get his haircut once, and I thought, all right, you know, the guy's starting to get with it here on his in terms of his looks. He's starting to uh, uh, to look like someone that's you know, a bit disciplined or uh, something, and then all of a sudden he goes back to looking like Emmanuel Macron. Yes, people they do deserve privacy, even if he is a total hypocritical git. I mean, ugh. but somebody should actually um, call him that call him out <laughs> i would rather just see him quite frankly i would rather just see him gone you know at this point i i would rather just see yeah him he, needs, sure he should be too. he should be i mean like so many others he should actually be held to account yes and yeah. um Mm. Yes, and, I, I and that's not the only one uh, that uh, dear old Miss uh, Miss Freeland there would have to be held accountable too, because if he goes, then by decree she would she take got over. A new she job. Is the, has she? She is the deputy PM. The, the, there's a rumor that she's getting a new job somewhere. I'm I assuming that it might be with uh, BlackRock or the World Economic Forum or something. You never know. It might be with NATO. You know, it'll be could one be, of them. Yeah, lot, she it? could be. Yeah. yeah, she could be the new Secretary General. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with um, what's what's her name? Von der Leyen. Von der Leyen. <laughs> yeah. That about a joke. <laughs> but I tell you what, NATO is going to be full of them. I, I, I know. I heard a rumor, but I just can't think of where that. You just triggered that. I was going to look into that, but yeah. Little little bit little bits and pieces from around. That was Canada. I mean, I try and stay out of Canada. Hopefully, the provinces are going to give him so much grief and just keep telling him to go away. Um, Pakistan. They've just got their delivery of their first delivery from of Russian oil. They've gone against the grain and they've got a delivery of Russian oil. And the Saudis are building a refinery there. Go on. So, yeah. So uh, Pakistan are paying up to forty five percent of the cost. And the Saudis are coughing the rest. And that's happening in Pakistan. And they still uh, owe China a lot of money. Uh -huh. hmm. So that's happening there. Meanwhile, neighbors India, they've just done a big, obviously, a big weapons thing with France. France is starting to ramp up their manufacturing. Well, I'd say it's and, a day late and a dollar short, but I'm glad they're at least doing it. You know, yeah. It's um, one of the things France, that supposed to the other, The other country France is selling to lately is Qatar. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I haven't found out what, though, yet, but they're on the listing of France's manufacturing for weapons and defense. The U.S. has been doing deals with Qatar for quite some time. I know you guys have a time or two, um, uh, but the French, 
I don't know. I mean, French arms are are dealt all, all over the world, so yes, I know. It, it's hard I know. to say. I've had them. I've had them fight at this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You get on the receiving end of some of them. India a bit up in arms because um, Gates and Bezos. I, I, why do they even entertain it? Want zero percent on e-commerce tax. Wasn't zero percent tax on, on e-commerce? On, wasn't wasn't Gates under uh, under a murder investigation in India? Uh, yeah, he's he's um, uh, to do with um, you see that's to do with um, um, pharmaceuticals. Yeah, yeah. Now there's a big thing in India at the moment. I wanted to get a listing of pharmaceutical companies. There's about there's over two hundred in India, all over the shop around India Just in that way. Over. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Now India did an investigation into. 76 of them uh-huh. and they have actually I, I the list is in it but 18 companies out of that 76 have been banned and kicked out of india and not allowed to do drugs because they're finding more and more drugs as they call it poorly manufactured and everybody's in it and india's grabbing that dragon by the tail and slowly going through the lot of it which it's everybody should be doing that everybody should be doing that as far as i'm concerned yeah so India's got its, you know, all, all sorts happening. So it's it's a country to keep an eye on. India, India is one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, I I don't understand the two sides that it's playing. You know, I I don't get it. I, I do. I think, I well, get it. I get it because of where they are. They're because of where really, they are, yeah. Ge- geographically, yeah. yes, I understand that. But we should be doing that. That doesn't excuse our actions here in the West. And I showed you what Modi was treated like when he showed up at the airport. In Charlotte, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. I mean, and then if they were, did an arms. Then they've done an arms. Then deal they did with an them. arms deal. Yes. If it yeah. would have been me, I told you what my response would have been. It would have been I would have had a handpicked crowd of fifty thousand out there waving Indian flags. I would have been showering marigold flowers on the red carpet all the way up. But the, I, I the tell walkway. you, what, in, in, in India, are very good because basically they they we know that India want to go on the manufacturing level of their own weapons. Yeah, 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 they do. So as far as I'm concerned. Go grab a load of French ones like cars and manufacture your own weapons. Strip them down. Make your own market. Mm, yeah? French make good weapons. And then kick back. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And then yeah. just slide off. Because they, they've been manuf- India has been manufacturing parts and everything, but they really want to step up to be able to manufacture. It's because they know where they are. They've got, they need to be on a strong footing where they can actually produce their own. Because I don't blame them if they don't trust any bugger at the moment. No, they shouldn't. In no. in the, in their in the region, no, absolutely not. <laughs> in the, the region of the world, tell you the truth. Well, I, yeah, that's true. It's, but I mean, especially it's very where hard. they are politically. Yeah. To, politically, everybody is an underhand lying bastard at the moment. I'm sorry. The hell you say? <laughs> you mean the hell you say? You mean we don't have anyone that's honest in politics <laughs> and in business? Oh, Goodness, shudder to think. Um, China, China. Now, what's happening there? Because they they nearly stumbled the other day, didn't they? Because their public debt is huge. Yes. Their public debt is. I was looking into that, and um, I calculated it over fifty trillion. Yes, we knew that something was off uh, pre-COVID. Actually, their real estate market was shaky even before all this, and they printed. I want to say seventy trillion. Yeah, but they've they've before been, all this, but. It's got to another point where they're heading for that deflation, and that means jobs are going. They're really Beijing is in a right pickle at the moment. Yeah, and this is. Do, do the government now print a load more bonds and everything, or what? Well, here's the thing, um, and this is this is an interesting conversation that could be had, uh, and this is why a lot of people surmise that China is going to have to go on to a war footing. They're going to have to change their economy into a wartime economy. And we're thinking they're going to move east towards the U.S. Uh, because they have to. Their their economy is not going to change, works. you say. I understand it doesn't work, but look at it from their perspective. They've been saying and they've been they, – they called for a general mobilization last November. A they've been, for, when, when a country goes into a war footing because its economy is bollocksed, yeah. yeah, that's the first step for the end of that government. Yeah, I, I agree. But what other option do they have? 
if you're the Chinese Communist Party, what other option do you have? You do this, you get, get people, you get honest. <laughs> <laughs> the Communist Party, get honest, come on. No, it's it's going to be that because if not, then they will have domestic problems. They will have domestic upheaval and the people will. Well, that's going to happen anyway. Yeah, but why not go out with a bang if you're the Chinese Communist Party? You know, they think they, I, here's what I think. Look, yeah, okay. The, the, now, here's what now, I think. Where, if, if you've got to put everything in a, in a bit of luggage, just in case everything goes pear-shaped, where are you going to go? That's the question I've been asking myself about our managerial class for the last 10 years. <laughs> you know, where are you going to go? Going to, where are you going to go? I believe... Because there's going to be a lot of locked doors there. Oh, yeah, that, absolutely. The question that I'm, that I'm asking is, I guess, how do you... As you say, they're, they're in a pickle, but what do you do? If, if you're China, you have to move. And I think they're putting all of their eggs in one basket. China actually just made this move. We figured this out about a month ago. They made a move. They've actually got 18 months worth of oil in special reserve just in case. it. So that's if they were completely cut off from the rest of the world, they can operate for 18 months. And you know where that would priority would be. It would be to the military, to the People's Liberation Army. So it would go there. And so whatever China is doing militarily, whatever they do, they must believe, at least from what we've been able to surmise, they must believe that they can get it accomplished in 18 months, whatever that is. It doesn't matter where they mobilize. It will be the biggest drain and the biggest nightmare out. Yes, I agree. I agree with you. But this is what they do when these types of governments, when they break out of their contained little box, if you will. Well, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Because, yeah. um, nah, no, I think China better get worried because it's put itself in such a position where it's trying to put other countries, so many other countries indebted to it when its own country is in such a state that those doors are just going to shut quickly and they're going to go. Okay, if China buggers off, that's our decom. Yeah, and the, China's play is has always been to make themselves relevant. So they make themselves an, into an asset, right? So the, in other words, you have because if they go on a war for if they go on a war footing, what's going to happen first after that? Well, first thing they're going to do the is companies. What companies gonna aren't seized. going to be there? Yeah, they're well. The companies they are can gonna seize get them. Yeah. But they can seize them, but that means manufacturing towards the rest of the world ends. Correct. And everything and that, gets turned. And then to that's their... another, hang on, beat myself around a head stick. Correct. This is the, the problem with doing business in places like that is they follow the same path every single time. They'll go in and they'll seize whatever is foreign investment in there. And then they will turn that and it will go towards their military production. And so yeah, what the they're point build... is, one, if that's done and once that is done, it will never come back. Yes. And they will get to a point on the other side where the process will repeat. We're actually repeating what happened almost 100 years ago. Oh, God. We go around in, we go around in yeah. cycles for so long. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The we're, same we're, story, we're but with just a different twist. Yes. If you look at the tactics of Lenin with the new economic policy in the Soviet Union, they've done exactly the same thing. They've used capitalists and tapped into our free market economies, gotten the foreign investment, gotten the technology that they need to advance their own way. And then they will cut that off. They'll seize everything and then try and militarily move. And then when that fails, they'll go back. That's what they do. Be interesting to see what's left. Uh, that, that's the problem right there is you can't get investors. Because if, the head, if that head loses control, China will fracture. Maybe. Yeah. That I is think a, it will. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. I don't have a, a, the expertise to be able to speculate on that, but that is entirely possible. Yeah. Mm. They're in a bad place. I was, looking, I was looking into it financially. I was thinking, well, what's the outcome if they do this? That's a negative. What's the outcome if they do this? They're going to force that negative. It's not good. There'll be pain somewhere, but there's no positive outcome for China. No, I don't see a way out for them, quite frankly. That's why I believe they wouldn't be moving now unless they thought they could win. You can't win that sort of thing anymore. They believe they can. At least I, I believe they believe that. In well, yeah, that, that is why we are where we are at the moment. Yes. Because people, yeah. people believe in... We've got so many people shouting all manner of different things in the world because they honestly believe it. It's just mad. Well, we'll leave that to that. I mean, there is <laughs> there is a couple of other things going around. Uh, oh, yeah. One thing I meant to mention about France was the police sent a bit of a message, didn't they? Go on. I hadn't the, heard this. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, this yeah. about the, the upheaval that's gone on? Oh, yeah, yeah. The police yeah. sent a message uh -huh. to the government. Interesting. Oh, okay. yeah. And this is basically, if you want to just cut it down, because all the writing's going on, the police made a statement. It said, at present, they're at war because of the violence and damage. Soon, they will be in resistance to those who sow chaos. A warning to the government. They will have to be aware of it. And um, that uh -huh. is what their police put in writing. Yeah, the French have unique ways of doing things. I don't know. They do. So, they really do. They, yeah. So you know what's going to happen? When this settles down, it's going to be a case of, or when it gets to a certain level, I can see the police, because France love to use their unions. They've obviously talked to their unions about it, and they're going to go at the government and go, right, enough is enough. And then I want to see what platform they come from then. Because this is obviously preempting a face-to-face -face about something. You don't write that without follow-up. So we'll wait and see. Because And France usually do a, a union thing, don't they? And everybody comes they out do. and it gets Everybody messy. goes out. You see the yeah. uh, the road flares and the banners and, you know, some cars get <laughs> so, torched yeah. by... So uh, that's something I, I'm, I'm interested in. Um, the, other <laughs> the other thing... Oh, I just couldn't believe this. Uh, New Zealand, right? There's... A, there's a, RNZ Radio out there, yeah? Uh-huh. Those gits a while ago did a podcast called Undercurrent. And Undercurrent. I heard about Undercurrent. So I, okay. thought, I thought I'd go and have a look at this. And my God, what a government... First question. First question. I was getting ready. You just said it before I before I was able to. Is it a government-sponsored propaganda mouthpiece? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> basically, it was an interview of government-funded disinformation experts oh God. right but no but it was really interesting i mean uh, it's it's a hard watch without switching it off a listen without switching it off right let's say so out of this they were talking about a disinformation project and basically anybody and this is vocalized yeah and this is from the prime minister's office anyone asking about vaccine safety i.e such things as excess deaths etc will be labelled as violent extremists, paedophiles, Satanists, anti-Semites, animal torturers, white supremacists, neo-Nazis, and anti-transgender, whichever one they can get them on, yeah? All of this, if you say vaccines are... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, these these are all the angles they can try and get each individual oh, at, well, one or the other, yeah? Wow. And apparently, and here's a quote, all these interests ultimately merge into one, beginning with the concern about vaccine mandates. And that is the maniacal idea that their government is set in motion. I'll tell you what, I thought I thought our um, BBC clown disinformation is yeah, bad Mariana's, enough. But this, yeah, what's her name? This is that is, that's a whole new level of just crazy. <laughs> that is, that is. And that's New Zealand. And that, that, that is wow. crazy at the moment, yeah. Um there was um what, what was it? There was something else amusing. Uh, this um I don't know. It. When do we grow up? I mean, let's let. I only had I had something that made me laugh the other day because with politicians you don't know whether they're playing both sides, one side, or they're coming out with a load of bollocks. JFK. He was picked up after saying something at a dinner meeting, wasn't he? And then he was accused of anti-Semitism because of it. Yes, yes. So he had to spend the next few days being nice and vocally. And well, and all he did was voice that there's a theory out. Because, you know, it's very hard whether somebody steered him in that direction so he actually said something or not. It's very hard. People don't want to speak about COVID. People don't want to speak about what's been going on. They just want to hide. But there's so many whether it could be theories, conspiracy theories, ideas or whatever. But your Cleveland, um, was it Cleveland University or something? They did, um, they looked into um, some of this uh, COVID vaccines and they come out with a theory that it would it was stronger genetically to damage a certain part of the human race, as in Caucasian um, okay, so and blacks. Uh yeah, RFK. So Robert Kennedy Jr. has has been saying something similar to that. That's it. Yeah. 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 Kennedy. He's, yeah. 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 The presidential guy. Yeah. He's yeah. that was his uh, JFK was his uncle. Yeah. Um, sorry. No, no, you're you're fine. So that's what you meant then was yeah. was RFK. Okay, my mistake. Yeah. All right. I, I understand. Because that. basically, because basically, um, it's but he's but they're not wrong. 
the the ability is there. The thing is, they said, well, yeah, it could be this, and the other sides of the human race that are uh, more immune to it, and they said part of the Jewish race and the Chinese. So that obviously kicked up a blinder, didn't it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but ever since CRISPR in 2013 and going back to decades of work, CRISPR proved that you could genetically create anything up to the point of genocide. Yeah? Yeah. And that is why it was said, you don't use this or whatever. And they showed you that you could actually splice into a genetic, into DNA, take out and replace and everything else. COVID has proved that. But the, the, the problem with it all is the ability is there. What I don't like about this is whether it doesn't really matter what Kennedy it was. It doesn't matter who it was. But if you're sitting at a dinner party and somebody comes on and blacks your name all over the news for a political thing, you do not have to go up and apologize for anything just because you had an opinion or you wanted to talk about a subject. If you kowtow and go around, you know, humming and hawing and doing it, you're doing exactly what they want. They've won. You just stand up and say, we were just having a talk. That was a breach of my privacy. And that is when the lawyers should get in and go and sue them. You don't throw anything like that everywhere. And this is what's got to be brought back because that means whatever you say, whatever, if somebody goes, well, yeah, uh, actually, you put that on your news, I'd like a bit of money for that. I think it's my name in that newspaper. Yeah, really. I I think it all comes down to the fact that the the so-called, and I say so-called, the so-called journalists don't have any integrity anymore either. None of them do. No, they've also been told they can get away with it. If I, well, the, yeah, the yeah. judiciaries if I, are, are a problem as well. Yeah, they're they're upholding the the nonsense of it all. But if I were a journalist, and I, I'm not one, but if I were one, I understand how they operate as far as off the record, on the record. That goes to your integrity, and if you don't respect that, then as far as I'm concerned, you have no integrity, and so therefore, no one should pay any mind to you. You're discredited well, yeah, uh, at that point. We uh, we always used to um, value certain newspapers above other newspapers. Yes, because of the way it was reported and stuff like that. Some some newspapers sold because they put certain pictures in them. Other papers sold because they um, were better at sport reporting. And then you had newspapers that swung. There was obviously ones that swung to the left and swung to the right or whatever. But you had reporting from all sides and everything. And yes. And even debunking everything. You don't get it now. You don't get it. It, it, It's it's just ridiculous. But hey. On your point of COVID, before we go any further, on your point of COVID, Ned, I don't think you're you're taking it seriously because we've got COVID problems still. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but they're on the rise. Listen. Now to new COVID concerns this morning. Now, the number of people testing positive in hospitals appears to be ticking up. Stephanie Ramos is here now with a reality check on what those numbers mean. Good morning, Stephanie. Hey there, Michael. Good morning. These days, it's almost impossible to tell how many COVID cases there really are. The CDC has stopped keeping track, and most people don't report their cases anymore. So the best way to track the virus is counting people who test positive during hospital admissions. And that number, while pretty small is on the rise. According to new numbers from the CDC overnight, COVID hospitalizations have increased 12% in the week ending July 22nd compared to the prior week. But to put that into perspective, hospitalizations still remain at record lows. There were a little more than 8,000 weekly hospitalizations. And for comparison, peak Omicron was more than 150,000. Deaths now have not increased, but there could be reporting delays. There could The federal government is now setting its sights on treating long COVID. New studies and an office of long COVID research and practices Uh uh, to lead the responsible for uh, to lead people to leave those rep- the reporting numbers for people suffering from the virus. No, you see, she had it right. To lead people. The Biden administration has just launched a new department under Health and Human Services at the federal level to deal with long COVID that affects 23 million Americans. Mm-hmm. Well, let me reiterate something. Please yeah? do. Now, vaccine. COVID's been around forever. 
It's, it's, it's been around since. If people want to know and they want to look into the debates, they want to look into the testifications in, in, in front of panels in Brussels and everything, they worked out 1965 was the first time it was engineered out the common cold. So it's been around and part of the human race for ages. It's in our system. It is not going to be. A, so the chances are it's going to be there like the common cold whizzing around. And that's why no vaccine will ever be manufactured to cure it. It mutates too quickly. Simple. The rest of it's shite. Now, until you get vaccinated. Now, as I always give choice, and that is one of the worrying points of choice with my daughter, because she's uh, a teenager ready to go on to further education and everything else. She asked me a question and I said, well, I'll leave it up to you. They're going to be doing it at schools. But tell me something. How many kids at school, how many teachers at school, right? They haven't vaccinated them yet. Uh, tested and haven't got COVID. Oh, no one's off with COVID. All right. And when they bring it in, just have a look around and tell me how many of your mates, how many teachers what start going off after they've been vaccinated. And there was loads of them. And she'd come back and went, Dad, I don't want to take the vaccine. Why is that? Well, everybody's off. They're all going off with COVID now. They're all going positive. They've had the vaccine. I went, I only asked you that to see for yourself and get the numbers yourself. Because if you don't see it yourself, it's all disinformation. Yeah. So she went, oh, yeah, I understand that. I said, that is why I didn't want to say it. I wanted you to see the information for yourself. And with that, she chose not to. And I went, yes, the vaccine triggers a covid response right and that's the least of what it does right so as long as you're vaccinated and you're out there and if you keep getting vaccinated you are going to get a positive response to covid and you are going to be an instrument of the media politics and it's not doing you any good because it can't cure well ask bojo he's always saying it he's always doing that he's our best voice out there for that it doesn't cure it. He's, he's it doesn't stop you getting it. It it doesn't stop you transmitting it. But please take a booster. Thank you very much. Oh, that. Yes. 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 Uh, he did say that. Um, yes. When a leader and, of a company can say that and still ask you to get a booster, he shows up the whole system. And that's the only decent thing he ever done, really. That, well, he might have done one or two other things, but that was his penultimate one slip of truth. But yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think there is one other head of state that's ever done anything or said anything like that no there isn't and unfortunately we still have the dawnster doubling down and tripling down and quadrupling yeah. down on yeah you should go and get it it's it's great you know it's a yeah it's good for you it's a success <laughs> yeah how would you like to meet your maker quicker <laughs> not interested not interested thank you very much not interested exactly um Recently, I'm going to come back to a topic that I don't like speaking about because it just winds me up. But uh, um, obviously, there's been a shitload with Ukraine going on with throwing apparently drones at Russia and as targets and God knows what else has been. And uh, there was a little cartoon film out. Did you see it? I did not. I oh, have yeah. been paying attention. I've been very busy the last <laughs> few days. There's a cartoon film out because Ukraine's Independence Day is coming up this month, I believe. Uh, is it 24th okay. of August, I believe, I or no something idea. like that? Not sure. Well, there's a little cartoon film out, and it shows these cartoon drones taking off and heading towards all manner of Russian targets. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went, what's that about? Okay, fine. And so, obviously, that just triggered me because I, I wanted to see what was out there because I wanted to overview that um, meeting in St. Petersburg from the African nations. Uh-huh. Because that happened recently, didn't it? It did. And of course, you get me all manner of media saying, well, there was only so many heads of state and whatever else from Africa. They said there's only 17 or something like that. Well, actually, there was best part of 50 representatives from African nations there, which was quite interesting. And Putin made a few promises, didn't he? He did, and I don't know how he's going to keep to them, but okay. But yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, the people have got to know what promises he's made to see if they do come about as much as anything else. Because he promised, what, 20,000 to 50,000 tons of grain to six African nations and said, you can have it for free. We'll deliver it for free as well. Well, 
as somebody who understands usually how things go when it comes to free, there is nothing in this world that's more expensive than free. Uh, well, you mean there's no, no such thing as a free lunch? There is no such thing as a free lunch <laughs> because the Russians are going to be demanding something in return for that free grain. Oh, see, we got to wait, we got to weigh it up, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Clever political move. You got to say it's, it's it's a clever political move because well, on one hand, the thing is, the thing is, what we've got here is we've got well, not putting him up to be a savior, but we've got to put into perspective. It, as far as I'm concerned, if we see what the West is doing, we've got to say what the other side is doing as well. So then you can see why they're doing it, what the political move, because we we know for a fact that a load of grain has been turning up in Europe it's and not going. It's also been turning up in Cuba. Yeah, it's been turning it's up all over the place. Up, it's also been turning but I mean, up in Venezuela but, but I mean, and China. If, if Russia delivers to the third world a load of grain and the grain shipments are still supposed to be allowed out... Well, I also think that they're undercutting what the Ukrainians, forget the West aspect of it, but they're undercutting what the Ukrainians were actually producing. So the Ukrainians, if you look at the grain production that they had prior to these deals being made, most of the grain in the African nations were exclusively coming from, not entirely, but uh, more than 60% in some places like Ethiopia and Somalia were coming from Ukraine. Well, if that's not available any longer, then that makes it an open market, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but why isn't it available? Because the ports are shut down and they have a blockade running in the Black Sea at the moment, so they can make the uh, grain deal. Yeah, okay. So, but ships are still leaving. Yes, but we don't know where their ships are going. Exactly. The, the thing is, it, it's it's getting those manifestos and finding out where they're going. It is... Well, Russia Ukraine, and China... Ukraine is being used as a really bad... I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the land now... I mean, do you know Monsanto's been buying land up there, don't you? They've been buying land everywhere. I didn't yeah, know that they were buying, buying it. Uh, the, 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 oh, yeah, they're buying out for pennies in Ukraine. I'm sure they are. Yeah. 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 Was, get, they've got, they're so far in debt. BlackRock and Monsanto have had, they've got their boot in there so far. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's wrong. Well, as far as, the geo, yeah, as far as the geopolitical game, I mean, Russia and China are going around with as many people as they can get to join the BRICS alliance, and they're undercutting the Western countries because that's the only play that they can make at the moment. You know, they're kind of jammed up at the moment militarily, as in like the, the amount of advances that they can make. And so they have to do something else. And they're playing the geopolitical game. Oh, yeah. Well, Russia's playing its own game. Russia's playing its own game. I mean, like I, I say, Russia and China never, I still don't go that they're mm. in bed with each other. 100%. Never. They've always been there. They've always been there. And they have not mm. changed. We'll see. The seal of that should have been the Russian defense minister at the North Korean parade. If that wasn't it, then it should have been Putin meeting with the Chinese military delegation last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They've had I, these secret the, agreements the, since the 80s. The, yeah, but this, this is agreements. But I tell you what, if one should tip and fall, the other one's just going to go. Well, they can't. Yeah, they can't. They can't allow each other to tip and fall. This is why I think you, you haven't seen China move. China can't move because Russia's held up in Ukraine. They were supposed to button up Ukraine. Everything was supposed to be done. All the experts in the initial stages came out and they said they'll have it rolled up in 14 days. That's when China called for the mobilization. If you're if you're looking at the timeline of things, that's when China called for the mobilization to move on Taiwan and set well, up a blockade come, in November come, of last come, year. Was I the only one that saw that Russia would even go as far as the river no further? It just wasn't <laughs> going to happen? I don't think they can. And the reason I don't think they can is because... I don't think because, they want to. Well, they do. I, I don't mm. think that they can. I don't actually think they want to. This is the problem. I think there's more political twists to this than we realize. That could be. And there's a lot of things that go on that we're not purview to. But even Lavrov himself, the foreign minister, came out and said in a press conference, they said, are you going to take the whole country? And he smiled and nodded. So that's what their plan was, was to take mm. the entire thing. We had the agreement with you guys, with us, and with the Ukrainians, it was called the Budapest Memorandum. And that was the whole point of it. They had to annex that. That had to be taken off the table because that was meant to divide NATO at that point. That had to be fractured before China could move. The Russians need to aid China when they go east. They have to. They need their help in the Pacific. And they've already divvied up the plans with North America. It's already there. Even to the size of China and where Russia is, I wouldn't be surprised if Russia would like to see China overextend itself and make a right mistake. Maybe. That, that could be a possibility. But if you look at the agreements they have going back, that doesn't play. 
because they have an agreement to work together. They are a part mm-hmm. of the same agreements, mm-hmm. the same military agreements. Mm-hmm. And their ideology is not to trust anybody. Neither outside of their own regime. Yes and no. When it comes to a common enemy, they are allied. Think in the terms of if you if you take the Chinese and the Russian the in the whatever ideology, if you take that out of it. If you look at radical Islam and you look at the left wingers here in the West, they're allied. It's an unholy alliance, but they have an alliance because they have a common enemy, and that's traditional Western civilization. There's too many pitfalls in making any move. This, it, it, the, the balance is on failure no matter which way it goes. Well, this is the problem with totalitarianism in general, is it's its own kind of stupid. You know, it, it is doomed to fail. The ideology that they follow is doomed to and, failure. And the only, the only reason for Russia to sit... Well, you see, you, you get to the point, right, that the basic ideologies of the world is the West implements capitalism within places capitalism is its own little viral monster once it's in and people have freedom to decide and manufacture and make things for themselves it gets to you and you think wow this is what i can do right and once that gets into a country it goes forward you get russia with china is just sheer paranoia that's holding them together because if one disappears the other one sees itself as a target for the rest. That is the only glue that is holding them together. Well, that's what totalitarians do. They live in states of paranoia. Yeah, and that's but all the it is. The capitalist I mean, side, the, but, though. But it's about time. It's about time. This the, the, Our biggest problem is ourselves, whether it's West, whether it's Russia, whether it's China, whatever. We're wasting everything, bitching, and f***ing things around so much. Excuse the beep. It, 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 I mean, I'm sorry, it is too juvenile, it is beyond me, it is just, whether it's East, West or whatever, they're all doing a similar thing, and it's just, hang on, let's let's just pull back a bit, everybody, and sit down at the table, but they okay. can't do that. If we do they what you're suggesting, I, I know they can't do it, because if we do what I'm you're suggesting... I'm not about just them... Us, no, all of it, them, all of it, everybody. Yeah, yeah, all of it, all of it. But like, all right, taking that into account, if we're to do that, let's just entertain the idea for a moment. Okay, let's let's just take that as it is, as you just presented big table. it. Big table, yeah. Putin's big table. He's got a big desk. Everybody can sit at. So let's take that into perspective. You're asking all of this mess that you're saying that is juvenile, and I'm not disagreeing with you, right? Just so I'm clear, you're asking us to tell the people that are at the heads of all of this to abandon the tribal characteristics. Tribal characteristics doesn't get us anywhere. I understand, but this because is where we are. Because tribal characteristics worked when there was more land to take, when the world... But the thing is, the only land you've got is out there. And believe it or not, if the space race gets going and we do manage to move out there, it's going to start up tribal again with different solar systems and everything else because they'll be able to create their own because th- that's what humans do they'll be create their own ideology and they can have a whole planet of the madness and individual whatever you want to be and yeah that that is the science fiction dystopia that that could yet happen but the point is you've run out of land we're not stop bitching about it let's Remember, you say we've run out of land. They've already divvied up the land they're going to take, my friend. Well, the thing is, South America and Africa have really got to be careful. Whether it's the Russians bitching about how the West has screwed them up over the years or China's doing the same or whatever. Russia, China, the West, we are not being nice to our neighbors. Either way you look at it. We haven't been for ages. The corporate idea has to get pissed off because it's gone too far. And it's really put everybody's true Western ideology in the bin. That I won't disagree with because the that, deals that they have it, made that, have been That horrible. is our problem. Yeah. The big corporate greed has to be kicked out because it is just ridiculous. It is it, the, the greed has really given the people that believe in individualism going forward as a human race being able to do what you want having freedoms to do this they have been oppressed suppressed whatever else by just sheer greed and that is the biggest problem 
It's what they think. And of. that is our problem. And as long as we've got that, we are going to be seen and demonized. And rightly bloody so, if you look at it from that point of view. But it's going to be used. I don't know. It, let me, it, let me put this into perspective to kind of just piggyback on what you're saying there. Okay. So let me put this in perspective, right? So the average investor, okay. So the average, the average foreign investor going into say China, for example. Okay. So we were talking about the investment that we had in China and how they'll see the, the average company. stupid investor. Yes. The, okay. Yes. hundred percent. The average stupid investor that goes into China. This is what will happen. They, as the capitalists will go up to say the communist Chinese party and they'll say, Hey, um, you're offering investment opportunities here for foreigners. Love to get into that and maximize our What's profits. Driven and him? Greed. greed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. So they think that by doing this, and I'm not joking, they think that by doing this, the capitalist, they think I'm going to make him the communist. I'm going to make him into a capitalist because I'm exposing his hypocrisy by doing business with me. No. I understand. I, I, I say no as well as you just did. However, this is what is going through their mind. And so what they're not understanding is that they are being used. They're being reverse infiltrated and they will be knocked out of the box in the end yeah, because, because that's driven, how they do it. They're, 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 they're driven by driven greed. By, they're, no, they are not driven by any moral or ethical ideology. No, you're correct. You're, you're right. You're right. They are, they are driven by greed. They want to make the money. They want to increase the investment, whereas the other person wants to do the business with them, use them. Exactly. They'll learn all of their tricks, all their resources, whatever. They'll seize everything they've got, and then they'll deal with them later. Yeah. And it's put us in the jackpot. In a, and I'll in, be surprised if they don't have a controlling aspect of all the companies anyway. Actually, if you want to do business in China, they changed this about 10 years ago. You have to take people in the Chinese Communist Party on your board of directors. So you're not wrong. Elon Musk, as a matter of fact, just said that Tesla Shanghai will support core socialist values as part of its business practice. In China, yeah. Yeah. So well, yeah. There you go. I mean, he's he's got to be careful because... He needs to just get out of there. Sorry. The he does, need to, he do, he does need to get out of there. He needs to get his hydrogen car going and he needs to get the hell out of there. Yeah? Because he doesn't need to be creating that. But it's got to be... I don't know. The hardest thing with business is because the trouble is I'm still out with Elon Musk because basically, yes, he's doing that. But also, how many other fronts is he fighting on within his own community? Whether yeah. it's the Soros Foundation or some other idiot. Gates has had his, sorry, Soros, Darwinian book. Gates, Darwinian book. They should all be in there. <laughs> yeah, yes. He's got all those vaccines. Yes, yes. He's got to Sorry, get one to John, sort his own little. You know, Johnny was just every time you a, see him, a, the a guy's shaking thing. like crazy. He is. He's. You got to right, get something Johnny. sorted out. Oh, Johnny, for you, yes, just for you, because uh -huh. I remember this week. No, I'm backing you up. Okay, this is just right. some information yeah, for you. Yeah. Back you up. Yeah, what do you got? This week, I remember um, when you were speaking to um, Melissa about temperatures and stuff like that. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah, I have something for yeah. you. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, right, you said it's getting colder, right? And you were wearing your coat and stuff like that. I had to wear it well, again today. Yes. One month, I had to look into some reports for you. Yeah. Uh -huh. And because all the media was talking about heat wave and they said, and, and the trigger was that for me, when they came out with a summer without Arctic ice could come a decade sooner. And I went, hang on, why are they saying that? And so I thought, I'll look further afield out of Europe because I know it's pretty cool in Europe. It's been raining. It's been pretty cool here. We've had a bit of, bit of sunshine every now and then. Now, Iceland <laughs> were reporting a month ago unusually close sea ice build up <laughs> uh -huh. right okay right greenland has had heavy snow and gains in ice uh -huh. right okay uh belarus and latvia you know basically you know because it's up there and you've got the um because you can't get the ships out sometime can you up that, yeah, up you that end yeah? Up there, yeah, yeah so they've had record ice reports across those areas as well and apparently on your western coast the seawaters are quite cool in fact, the record coolness is 50 degrees out there, and at the moment, they were getting only 52. So, excuse me, it's really hot, isn't it? What you're saying is, is that the era of global boiling has <laughs> not arrived. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying it's a load of... They're all boilermakers, a lot of them. Yeah, there's something. 
also, because <laughs> you've got to go around the globe just to see if it's, you know, I, 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 people will accuse me of cherry picking about ice and stuff. So talk about cherry picking, sorry. This leads me to British Columbia. Bit of a pun, really, I suppose that was accidentally. The cherry farmers are warning that record low temperatures could affect their crop yields by 50%. So what they're having to do is, because the cold temperatures and you're getting a build-up of um, moisture and everything, they usually get lorries out with fans and dehumids. Uh -huh. and yeah. They've got helicopters out doing downdrafts on these oh, now. Oh, God's sake. It's that bad. <laughs> And Australia, you've got to love this. Middle of winter uh, down there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Several weather stations are reporting the lowest highs in June. The lowest highs. <laughs> yeah, I've got to love it because their reporting is brilliant. Their reporting is just so you've got... Um, Oh, I had to write these names of these places down because they got some really wonderful names in Australia. Yeah. In Western Australia, there's Mung, Mung Liniup. <laughs> Southern Australia, there is Murridge Bridge, Port Augusta, Snowtown, and Carina. And in Victoria, there's Cape Nelson and uh, Yarrawonga. <laughs> That's another one. Shepparton, Portland, and Dartmoor. Now, apparently, on the Australian Alps, there's blizzards. Last one. Yeah. And they had here too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a report from Spencer's Spencer Creek. Spencer's Creek. It got a good here we go. Got a good dumping of snow. <laughs> I'll, bet, I'll bet they did. A good yeah. dumping of snow they reported. They had to yeah? Ned, they had to get the snow cats out in <laughs> like two hours south of me to get they had to pull them down because in the middle of, of summer they had to take the snow cats out to help clear the roads. Yeah. Because well, they, they had they they had two they had two foot and they're expecting another twenty inches and this is Australia oh yeah? yeah yeah so where else oh of course yeah oh by the way there's a name that goes to um the BBC climate change disinformation specialist excuse and me? his name is Marco Silva hold or, on a second yeah. could you repeat that illustrious title one more time. The BBC Climate Change Disinformation Specialist. We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for specialists these days, aren't we? <laughs> he's, an, he's another live wire. BBC claims on temperatures, right? Now, the nice thing about this was they were claiming, like in Italy, it was 48 degrees C on the 19th of July. Yeah. The actual temperature was in the 30s, yeah? At least 10 degrees lower because, believe it or not, the European Space Agency got on board with this, right? And they said, you're talking about, when you talk about ground temperatures, they said, you don't do it on the pavement. Air temperatures are taken from two metres upwards. And basically, so if you put it on the ground, it's 10 degrees different, at least two metres up. So basically, they were doing what they wanted to do. And they actually gave out the actual readings the, the uh, ESA gave out, said it was 30 two degrees not 48 so they came on board and it, it's just ridiculous so yeah marco silva i think his name is the guy's a mushroom he just needs to be sort of put in the dark yeah. again and yeah well speaking of yeah speaking of somebody that's a mushroom i just so happen to have a mushroom here talking about what we're doing in america to protect communities from extreme heat well it's not gonna in the nice alleviate cream. it right heat problem right now but we also have a number of programs to do everything from uh allow people to have the ability to get help to literally paint the roofs white to uh change their the their 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 windows and doors and get tax credits for doing it so heat doesn't so uh, air conditioning doesn't escape to be able there's a whole bunch of programs that are out there that as we get through the heat wave that we're well as we get by this worst part, that we're able to invest in the communities to keep it from happening as badly next time it occurs. Oh, you're such a gimp. Oh, he's terrible, isn't he? So we're going to paint the roofs white. We're going to change the oh, windows this, and doors. This is for a reflective property, is it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This Can is I the... ask a question then? Uh, please, go ahead. Where did the Arabs live? I'm pretty sure they lived in uh, in desert tents. Very hot countries, yeah. Yes, very, yeah. very hot countries. What colors did they generally wear? Dark colors. Black. Black. And... Yeah, yeah. 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 So personally, take your ice cream, sit in your wheelchair, bash your head against the wall and listen to some elevator music and take those others with you because that's just another 
corporate feeder crap. Yeah, and it's like a climate crisis. It's just it, a it joke. is. Yes, it's ridiculous. Uh, and speaking of that, I did have something today on one of his cabinet members. Oh yes, the U.S. Energy Secretary. Apparently, again, this broke today. She secretly consulted with a top Chinese Communist Party official before these releases happened. So interesting. Yeah. So there, there is that you know, before the, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. When I say before the releases happened, I was speaking of the uh, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, you know, our, yes. our oil. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, that. Where it all disappeared and yeah. oh, China it just needs magically it. disappeared. You know? China needs this. We'll help oh, they, our neighbors. Hang on a minute. Didn't I say earlier they just happened to have an 18 month supply of oil in case they're cut off from everything? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. How much you get that? How much has the US got? Yeah. How'd you get that? Um, uh, I've got to switch to the UK because we're never we're never clean, right? Yeah, Have go I got on. A few minutes left. You got a few minutes left. Go ahead. Because right. um, I think Marty, I did listen to part of his podcast. I didn't listen to it all. I haven't had, had the chance to, but I heard him mention Andrew Brigden. Bridgeton. Yes, we did on, talk about yeah, him. He yeah. did. Well, apparently, he's written a letter to um, the Attorney General of England and Wales. Uh, her name is Victoria Prentice. And she just happened to have been appointed by Rishi Sudak. So good luck with that. Basically, he was saying in his letter, he's just given um, um, allegations of criminal conduct by the uh, MHRA. And although he's gone through it all, he did put something at the end of the letter, because it's quite it's available for people to see, like most things that he does. He puts it out there for people to see. How should we go forward with this information? So he's put her in the boat to say, right, these are the allegations. How should we go forward? I'll be interested to see what she replies, won't it? If so, she replies. If she replies, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, one thing I've really got to spout out there, because I, I really want to have a bitch about this, just a quick pitch, about morals and ethics, about the BMA, our British Medical Association. Now, the council chair on this is an obstetrician called Mr. Philip Banfield, yeah? Now, he was speaking at... Um, uh, a COVID inquiry, right? And I'd like to quote it, and you can tell me what you think, that this guy's so far up his own jacksy. He said, because he, he, and basically then he talked about what, what I'll tell you afterwards. Speaking in my capacity as BMA chair of council, I was acutely aware of the responsibility I held, not only of speaking on behalf of its association and all the members, i.e. the doctors, etc., da, 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 the pay members or whatever, but for every single doctor working in our health service and the millions of patients, therefore. So he was speaking on all of our behalfs and we didn't know it. And guess what? The BMM members are striking for, obviously, better health care. This better health care means we want 35% pay rise. And 35%, 35%. For, for the NHS. <laughs> for these BMA. Now, a weren't consultant. They, oh, for that. For, weren't, weren't they just strike? Weren't the doctors or something or the nurses just striking? The young like, doctors, the young doctors wanted yeah. 30 odd percent. Oh, but, okay. But if you think about it, right, if this 35%, they've been offered 6% or whatever, but if this 30%, 5% goes through, you've got people like consultants, right, that are on average of 128K. 35% on top of that? Are you joking me? It's a good salary. They can get themselves a new uh, new Mercedes out of that. Yeah. No, the no. Well, they won't be able to drive it in London. Um, but the question is, the question is, if COVID didn't kill anyone, i.e., the virus, the actual harm came from the vaccine, deaths, disablements, injury, immunodeficiency, etc. Who, by dishing it out willy nilly, bankrupting the economies, right? And this was all done by administering a vaccine which they may not have taken themselves. So do you think these people deserve a pay rise? Because when it comes down to moral and ethics, as much as I like the NHS and the, the basic foundations of it, you can bugger off. Because personally, I think you owe a debt to society and everybody you jabbed. So if you have a conscience, each one of you, I would back off from that. In fact, irrespective of where the country is, there are so many, there are more people in this country than there are in the NHS. And you want 30 odd percent? What about the rest of them that are struggling and the rest of them that you've hit with the vax, so-called vaccine and you probably didn't take yourself? Just think on that and don't die from your own karma, please. Sorry, I had to have a bitch. You're completely justified in that bitch. I agree with you. You know, I'm, I'm not one for the... Um... Uh, the government-run healthcare system. That's an entirely different discussion, a different podcast. However, in the case of the UK, 
I agree with you. Its foundational principle and purposes did serve the people of your country very well. So in your guys' respect, I appreciate what you guys did with it. And I'm sorry that it's turned into what it's turned into. You know who, who actually made a medical system before the NHS? What country did it? Ten years before us? Enlighten me, because I don't know. New Zealand. Interesting. Yeah. They did it 10 years before us. They had a really good idea, or it was maybe played out there or tested out there. And then our NHS came into 10 years later. It's history. Now, this is the problem. All this history, all this knowledge, everything, they just want to throw it out the window. And the generations that are coming up, they don't want to know. And it really upset me. Because if you don't have a foundation in anything, you will take anything. You will just be a mouthpiece for somebody else. They'll say, do you know this? And they'll send you off like clockwork, which seems to be happening more often than not nowadays. I blame and that TikTok. is a shame. I blame TikTok. That is a shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of other things. That is a separate subject. And I am going to do a subject on um, ethics, people, and where society is but not tonight. Yes, unfortunately, we're out of time, so we're going to have to end. It's been a great conversation, my friend. We'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, and um, maybe next week I'll talk about the which Martin might be interested in because he actually gets the light newspaper. I believe he does, which is, by the way, that's been labeled by the mainstream media, the, uh, uh, what was it, um, uh, was the disinformation or the, uh, the Verify campaign. Yeah, the BBC. Oh, that's by been, the way. That's been labeled an extremist paper, yes. Uh-huh. Well, there is... Our Mariana Spring had an interview, said she wanted to interview Darren Nesbitt, who's the head of the paper. Uh-huh. They both had cameras there. Uh-huh. And it is available to be seen. And I've watched it. And both of them? I actually know how it all went. You watched both of them? and see? No, see I haven't seen what she's put out. Okay, that's highly edited. You know it is. Yeah, well, yeah. But, I, but basically, I have seen the actual proper one where they both are there. Uh-huh. And it's quite interesting mm. to say the least but yeah, yeah um i might um link marty into that and let him have a look at it um or if he hasn't he, he might have seen it already but um i, I would have thought he would have been quite vocal on it if he had done it but he's been very busy lately doing his stage stuff so yes and yes he makes a good thespian yes he certainly does and he will tell you so you know <laughs> he, he will be the first to tell you so. and i will be so entitled to it. yeah that's right <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to go ahead and call this one done. It's been a pleasure, my friend. We will see you next week. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Good night, everybody. Bye.